Lucy. And this is Nicole. And you're listening to Buzz, Buzz Killers. Killers. I'm not in the mood. <laughs> I'm fucking pissed off. Oh, we already recorded this. Wow. We, My husband. Sorry, com- I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I know. My husband's computer. I did that so unenthused. I'm really sorry. Um, my husband's computer literally turns off the minute you touch <laughs> the power cord. The power cord. And we had recorded about, well, it was really about a good 15 minutes of us actually talking about the episode. Yeah. But we lost 30 <laughs> minutes of stuff. So we have to start again. <laughs> it's my fault. <laughs> I mean, at least it wasn't like done. Yeah, that would have really And we sucked. lost all of it. We've done, That's happened before. Yeah. But it was just 30 minutes. That happened with Albert Fish, too, didn't it? Yes. We had to restart. Uh-huh. So <laughs> here we are. We had this We're long guys. intro. We talked about a lot of shit. Actually, you, we probably saved your ears. <laughs> <laughs> just a tad. I said, may, I, that's what I said. I said, maybe this is like the universe saying you talk to too fucking much today. <laughs> They don't need to hear all that bullshit. We just basically blabbered on for about 15 minutes about all of the really awesome Netflix documentaries and (laughs) stuff. Yep. And talked about our parents paying for our cell phone plans. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, Yeah. Thanks, Mom. She doesn't actually pay. I pay her. But (laughs) I pay for Amazon Prime. My mom pays for my cell phone bill. Amazon Prime's expensive. It is totally an unequal swap. And wh- okay, and what's okay? Here we're gonna go on the tangent. Um, <laughs> they just took money out of my account this last year. They don't even send you like, uh, hey, by the way, this is gonna come out of your prime. Like, didn't no, you have to like ask them to do that. I was gonna say I got a notification that it was because you like, probably asked. It was like them. a week beforehand. It was like your plan's gonna renew in a week. Blah, nope, blah, blah, and then blah, blah, blah. I was like, then I had like one dollar in my account. Yeah, because it's like <laughs> like a week. I was gonna say Amazon Prime's like 120 bucks. I was like, dude, if you pay yearly, I yeah I do. Yeah, it's less expensive. But I just got off the student because yeah. I was doing grad school, so I could like get away with it for a while. Yep. And I technically graduated in like. 20 the fall of 2018 but i got it until the end of like until like december of 2019 yeah of the way that's i got like an extra year of it and it's like 69.99 not awesome hundred (laughs) dollars but anyway so yeah anyway we are drinking let's get into this because (laughs) i'm like fuck it maybe tell us a little bit about what we've (laughs) already drank part of (laughs) this wine that we already drank part of um is sledgehammer it is really good. There is a funny story that goes with Sledgehammer. We can tell it again. <laughs> it's a cute story. It was a delicious recommendation by this cute little old lady in the wine store. She's so sweet. We shop by the label. I'm not ashamed. Not ashamed at all. And um, <laughs> she said we were look. We I've gotten followed around in that store before by like the employees, and they're like, "Do you need help?" I'm like, "No, no I have to look at every bottle. I have to look at every bottle. Just leave me alone." <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, "No, sir. I just like trying different things. Thanks. Bye." Um, but we were looking for another wine for you and we just couldn't find anything we liked. And this lady was like, oh, this, if you like stuff that's cheap and good, here's this cool wine. And we were just going to kind of humor her and be like, oh yeah, thanks for the recommendation. But then it was called Sledgehammer. We were like, fuck yeah, we'll buy that. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, we are drinking Sledgehammer Cabernet Sauvignon. It is from California (laughs) and it has kind of, I'm not going to read this again. Because it was kind of sexist. It was, actually. <laughs> it was, for some reason, like, 
tried to make them wine masculine and yeah, it, was it was like for man for the man who values substance over flash his wine of choice is sledgehammer cabernet bitch my weapon of choice is gonna be sledgehammer when i smash whoever wrote that <laughs> and then they talk about a king <laughs> the people's king is what it says people's queen people's queen <laughs> so queen. i'm not gonna read that again but it is very good it is actually a very good so wine. other than the fact that their label <laughs> is questionable I'd say go ahead and try it. <laughs> For $8, it's, it's pretty a good one. <laughs> and I said when we were initially talking about this before, um, <laughs> I'm gonna, not going to let that go, um, is that it actually kind of smells like it's going to be sweet. It does. Because it's got that, it's got really grapey. It's mm-hmm. really grapey. But it's not sweet. But it's not sweet. But it's not like heavy. Mm. I feel like red wines that are, that's why I don't typically drink red wine because I think that, they're Dry red wine is like heavy. It is. And I just I'm like the same way. Yeah. I don't want that. I like champagne. I like bubbles. Love champagne. I'm so excited <laughs> for New Year's. <laughs> I want bubbles. All the bubbles. And I got I got a great gift for Christmas from one of my coworkers. Some she gave me like a bottle of wine and a bottle of like bubbly. I was like, That's this is the greatest awesome. gift. Thank you so much. It was a great day. <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about, Nicole? <laughs> this like took six minutes. See, we cut it down by half. <laughs> the universe's way of saying, shut the fuck up. Yeah, you do not need to talk about Netflix for 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh, my God. So but, um, thank, you, thank you all for putting up with me as I'm a, I'm a little saucy right now. I'm a little salty. <laughs> I'm going to tell the story one more time about how I found this case. Yes. <laughs> You've told me, and then you told the recording, and now uh, you're telling it for a third time. Yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, for those in the back that didn't hear the first 18,000 times. Um, <laughs> so I basically just went on Murderpedia, and they have a way you can search by male or female, like, last names. And you can just click through the alphabet, and I kind of just sat there and clicked repeatedly throughout the alphabet, and then just wherever I stopped, I just scrolled down and found something. Hmm. And, and then read it and see if you liked it. That's exactly. Cool. I read a couple ones before I found this one, because the other ones I kept finding were all, it was all one kill, and it was all, like, wife kills husband for insurance money. I'm like, okay, that's not exciting. No. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I need something. This is Lady's Choice, damn it. <laughs> I was like, I need something saucy. That is uh, that is literally how I felt until I found the Stainer Brothers. I was like, this, I don't. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is okay. This is okay. Like, how am I going to top the murder at the Met? Because I was like, yeah. So, yeah, I, I understand your pain. The second one was difficult. This was a tough month. It was. Picking actually. whatever I want to fucking do. Because the two it of us. has to be good. The two of us had one case that we were like, fuck yeah. And then our other cases, we were like, um, what? We should plan this out ahead of time. We should be like, we thought if it we was do this be topic, easy. what are your two cases? We thought it was going to be so easy, but then it's like you look at a case and you go, well, that could go in a month if we do this topic. And this would fit in this topic. So if we do those topics, i got to save them. So then yeah, you look at, we're about, talking you about look at all these cases, you're like, son of a bitch. You were talking about next month, and you were telling me something like, like, oh, you should do this case. And I was like, no! Oh, yeah. We could do a whole yeah. I gotta pick something and I mean to be honest the one that I did end up picking we could probably do a whole month with that too but probably I, I was like you know what fuck it I can't think of anything else this is interesting to me I'm just gonna do it next so. week's my birthday month guys so we're doing 
the topic that Nicole wanted to do because so she did that for me in November for my birthday. So excited! So first week, of, <laughs> first week of January is probably going to be um, like two minis. I yes. don't think I'm going to release two on the same day anymore. I'm probably okay. like Sunday and Monday. Okay, just so that we don't. Because I felt like people were like, "Whoa, what, what? Yeah. <laughs> what do I look at?" And so I'll just like we'll just do Sunday Monday. Okay, or something like that, or like maybe a couple days. We'll but you'll get two out. minis that week. Yeah. Um, that will to make be, up. That, that technically is my birthday is, week. Is that birthday week? So January that Nicole, 4th. So that Nicole can celebrate. Yeah. And then, so it'll be right off the bat that next week will be you. Yeah. It won't be me. So I only have to do one. And I might have a two-parter. So one, two, and then my one in the middle. Ooh! Yeah. Because I was like, I I can barely come up with one of these, please. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know much about this. <laughs> I mean, it's good for me to look, but it was, this is a tough topic for me. I like it. I know. And that's why <laughs> we're doing it. I took a whole class in high school on it and I'm so excited. Anyway. <laughs> so guys, next month, that'll come out soon. Yes. That'll come out. Cause I say we've got our couple minis. The minis are unrelated. No, and they're going to be no, not related to either topic. Yeah. The minis are kind of a filler because next weekend when we normally record, I am going to be in Massachusetts. Yeah. I'm like. It's Christmas, yeah. So we want to spend time with our families. Christmas holidays, so we're just gonna kind of we're gonna get together after the holidays are over, and record some minis and have those ready for you. Exactly, because we love you, and And we don't want to leave you with nothing. Yeah, but we also they're a little bit easier. We also need to not be like knee deep in a case. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) knee deep in a case. I've got lots of time. Yes, (laughs) I'm. I'm going to start my big case for my birthday month. I'm starting to, the second I finish up my notes for my mini, mm-hmm. I'm diving fucking head first into my big case. I know, case. And you're excited for you that one. So, so guys, excited. this is going to be a great month. So, stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> January's going to be great. So, guys, my wild search on Murderpedia brought me to a lovely, not so lovely, gentleman. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> By the name of David Joseph Carpenter. A.K.A. the Trailside Killer. The Trailside Killer. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) I can't. Every time you do that, it just makes me laugh. Well, I already heard that part. (laughs) (laughs) I already heard his name once. (laughs) God. Okay. I'm never going to let that go. Sorry, guys. Today, I'm a little salty. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) So, uh, we will tell you a little bit about him. Yeah. So Let's start again. David Joseph Carpenter was born May 6, 1930, to Elwood and Frances Carpenter I find that crazy. in San Francisco, California. What is being crazy? like born b- being born in the 30s. That is like so far. I know. From now. And I just can't even imagine 90 it. years ago. Yeah. 90. Well, close. Right? 1930. It's ni- it's 2020. Oh, 90. I was thinking of 100. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, that's 10 years. <laughs> we're really bad at math. This is why. And I'm not good at technology. So, God, guys. We're really bad at math. We're really bad at technology. And we've already I did had. The, I did the thing with the microphones this week, though. You did. I made sure. And we're also, like, partway into the bottle of wine yeah, already. So. I'm already, like, partly buzz. All right. Let's go. <laughs> So, uh, um, Carpenter was the middle child. He had an older half-brother and a younger sister. Okay. And like most serial killers, his life was crap. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, he had an exceptionally domineering mother and an alcoholic of a father. 
he was physically and mentally abused for most of his childhood. Just don't have fucking kids. Just seriously. I'm sorry if you're going to fucking <laughs> abuse him. I'm sorry. Just don't. They often told him he was worthless, which is just absolutely terrible. I just hate that. Um, and because of all of the abuse, um, he actually ended up developing a really bad stutter and having a bedwetting problem. So, like, on top of the fact that he's abused at home, he's, like, ridiculed in school, probably. Yep. And it didn't help that his mother, um, it forced him to take extracurriculars such as ballet and violin. Like, that's okay if, like, the kid wants to do it. But they actually believed in this case that um, the psychologist said that his mother was attempting to feminize him. So she, like, wanted a girl. Yeah. And this was, this. he wanted nothing to do with any of this, but he had to do it. And he'd get beaten. Yeah. Kids in school bullied him relentlessly. First of all, let's just say something. Ballet is beautiful. (laughs) Say, I don't care who the hell you are. If you can do ballet, you're fucking better than me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So... It probably, in the end, taught him some good disciplines, but to have to do it and not really be doing it of your own free will, mm-hmm. that can be kind of, like, That's what the fuck? I don't want to do this. Right. You know, I can imagine being scarred by that. So, eventually, he actually started torturing animals to release his rage. And I hate that. I can't even, like, watch a movie where a dog dies, so. That's why I still haven't watched the documentary Don't Fuck With Cats, because I've heard. God, man. I can't even listen to that case. I've listened. I, there's a couple podcasts that have covered it, and every and time. And I want to cover it. I'm sorry. I know. I Every <laughs> no. time they talk about it, I have to skip the part where he talks, where they talk about the cats, because it just, as a cat lover and a cat owner, it physically makes me ill. I watched the documentary. I did not know what it was about. You didn't know? No, I did not know. What oh it was about. no, that's. I remember seeing the commercial because you know they give you like hovered over, you mm-hmm. know, like a plate or whatever. So it played a little bit of it, and I could tell that it was true to crimey. Yeah. And I've kind of found things like that before, and was like, oh shit, I'll watch this, whatever. And, but I did not know that he was actually killing cats. And they have it on video. And they show it. They show basically everything except for him actually killing them. Yeah, it's you like can hear he wa- them you, cry. You can hear them crying. Like it's it was, and what it does <laughs> is what they do. It's really scary. Is they play it and like you hear some of the sounds before it actually like dies. Like they don't play the actual video, but you can hear it sometimes still. Uh. But they'll like play it with the people that actually watched it. So like you see their faces and they're like tearing up and it's like. I would never be able to fucking watch that ever again. And that's why I'd be a terrible cop, because the second somebody killed an animal, I'd be like, this fucker's dead. <laughs> and it was no. cats. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, I, it, I don't like it, it when dogs it get was killed either, but I'm a cat mama. And it was so. kittens. Yeah, it was baby it was kittens. baby kittens. There was like a snake. There was one with a snake. Oh, my God. Ugh. I just. Ugh. Guys. Nope. Ugh. And killing animals, hurting animals is bad. Don't do it. Seriously, don't own an animal if you can't love it. Um, <laughs> just don't be anywhere so near them. So this dude was doing it, and we hate him for it. Yes. So at the age of 14, he was admitted to California's Napa State Hospital. Um, this was for undisclosed sexual offenses. There's no info on how long he spent there, the actual cause. It just says at 14, he was admitted for this. Okay. Um, obviously, probably because he was 14, they don't release that to the public. Yeah, I mean, they're about juvenile reports are usually pretty yeah tight-lipped about that um 
and he obviously didn't spend too long in there because at the age of 17, which is in 1947, he was put in jail for molesting two of his younger cousins. They were three and eight years old. Ew. Yeah. That's And because horrific. he was only 17, he spent just one year in jail. Because he Ugh. was still a minor. Don't. <sighs> I don't like that. Like <laughs> okay. Three and eight, and they're your cousins. It doesn't matter who it is, honestly, but, like, that's even worse. That's just, like, that's your family. How could you see that as being right? In any way. People are fucked up. People are really fucked up. Um, So, skip ahead a little bit to about 1955 when he is 25 years old. He marries 19-year-old Ellen Heedle. And they have three kids together. Michael, Gabriel, and Cersei. And you don't ever hear anything else about them other than they exist. (laughs) (laughs) I had these children and that's it. I fathered them and that is the extent of my relationship. Literally. That's that's about what it comes down to. And you'll learn why relatively soon. Okay. So um, throughout their short-lived marriage, Ellen described him as a sex fiend. And she said that he demanded sex almost every single night up to three times a night. That's like... And it was just rough and brutal and not pleasant. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Um, I mean, whatever. If you're into that and you have a partner that And they're consenting. Yeah, if you have a partner that consents, <laughs> you That's all like, more power to you. Ya. You do but you. That's fucked up. If like your wife's like, No, I don't like this and you're like, Do it I demand. Um <laughs> Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's fucked. Um I don't like that. So, uh, throughout these years, he kind of hopped back and forth from a few different jobs. Most of the time, he was some type of salesman. Nothing of extreme importance. He spent a little bit of time in the Coast Guard. He was honorably discharged. Um, And between working kind of dead-end jobs here and there and constantly demanding sex from his wife, he uh, still found the time to stalk women. Of course he did. Yeah. <laughs> of course he did. So he Because ha- you could be a serial killer back then. Exactly. And you can't now. <laughs> well, <laughs> you can try. <laughs> you can, <laughs> it's you not can probably get caught unless <laughs> you're really fucking smart. I, I was going to say, you're not going to get very far. Um, I was say, unless you're probably highly intelligent and don't have fingerprints. Um, <laughs> yeah, people who are crazy and like burn off their fingerprints. Crazy people. Acid. People do it, man. It's gross. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... <laughs> So, five years later, it is July of 1960, and this is when Carpenter finally, like, strikes for the first time. And like, commits acts out on his murderous impulses. And commits a real, true, terrible fucking crime. I mean, okay. not saying what he else, what other, the other things he did is not a crime, but this is, like, the start of his Spree of horrible career. Um, <laughs> so... In the recent years, Carpenter had befriended a woman, and her name was Louise DeAndrade, and she uh, often came over to their house. She was a friend of his wife, and they spent a lot of time together. And on this day, he was supposed to take her to work. And he didn't. (laughs) No, he did not. So he instead drove out to a wooded area in Presidio, California, and he pretended he was lost. And in the midst of pretending he's lost, well, they're pulled over on the side of the road. 
He jumps across the seat, straddles DeAndre, and bounds her, binds her with a clothesline. As she's from premeditated, mm, premeditated, <laughs> right? Premeditated. Hey, oh, you just happened to have this clothesline, this clothesline hanging around. Yeah, did you? Convenient. Mm, yeah. Um, so uh, during her attempt to obviously resist and escape, uh, Carpenter stabs her in the hand with a knife, Ugh. and then proceeds to hit her in the head with a hammer six times. Six times. Six times. How do you not have permanent brain damage? I, she comes out of this alive. What? And well. Wow. It is. What a fighter. Good for bizarre. her. That I can't, it's, it's bizarre it's like and impressive that she survives this. It's a fucking miracle. Um, so while this is happening, she is screaming for help. And she's very lucky because somebody was nearby to hear her. Thank God. He was a uh, military police officer named Wayne Hicks. Whoa. And so he hears her shouting and he runs to intervene. He comes upon the scene and he tells, he orders Carpenter to stop. Instead, Carpenter pulls a gun out and tries to shoot him. Oh, no. Carpenter's a terrible fucking shot and totally misses. (laughs) (laughs) And so in response, Hicks pulls a gun and returns fire and he shoots Carpenter twice. Whoa, okay. <laughs> he hits him once in the abdomen and once in the leg before taking him into custody and obviously getting DeAndre help. Um, uh, Carpenter ends up being charged with one count of assault with intent to commit murder and two counts of assault with a deadly weapon. Uh, okay. <sighs> and he ends up being sentenced to 14 years in prison for this. And just like every lovely story about a serial killer in the legal system. He doesn't stay there. He served only eight years. Fuck! <laughs> Literally just over half of his sentence. Um, so stupid. And a little fun fact that I threw in here. Um, Louise D'Andrade went on to get married and she became Louise Rina. Or Rina. And uh, she has a daughter named Lisa Rina. <laughs> Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah. I love it. She, Lisa Renner is her daughter, and uh, she's an actress and a model who, as Macy just said, is on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> she's been in a few other things here and there, too, but that's what she's most known for. Um, I love trash TV. <laughs> I love it. There is actually an episode where she does talk about this story and the fact that her mom was a survivor of the Trailside Killer. It's I need to find that. I've never seen that. They, it was mentioned in one of the articles that I I read. I didn't actually look into what episode or when. So I. Well, I mean, whatever. I'll find <laughs> it. I hope it's true. Um, <laughs> but it is quite interesting. I I am going to post a picture of Lisa with her mother. I know that she's in um. She's in Community for an episode too. Oh yeah. I recognized her and I was like, "Look, it's Lisa Rinna!" And Tyler's like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "All right, you don't watch trash, trash TV. You don't watch trash. I don't like watch it religiously, but if it's on, I'll watch it. It's not like I go looking for it. I but if I see it, I'm like, cool. Out of my way to avoid trash TV. I love all the fighting. I'm like, yeah. I had a couple friends in high school that were obsessed with the Kardashians when that shit started coming out. I don't out. like that. And I, I'm sorry. I think they are human I don't garbage. Like that and show. they're famous just because one of them had a sex tape and the other one was in, in the Olympics and represented OJ. And now um, is a woman. Yep. <laughs> well, okay, anyway, that's two, two separate people. 
Robert Kardashian did represent OJ. And that is ki- like their father, Kim, Chloe, Courtney. That's the- he represented OJ. Oh, is that two different people? Yeah. This is how much I don't know about these people, guys, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally can't stand any of them. And then Bruce Jenner, who is now Caitlyn Jenner. Okay. That is the Olympic. Thank you for correcting Superstar. Me. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I like I said. I. But I mean, if we ever talk about OJ, which I'm sure we will. Oh yeah. Um, You'll hear this name come case. up. So Robert Kardashian will go go up, and I and I actually have watched because now Kim Kardashian, like all power to her, she wants to do this. Is like now getting really involved with like crime and stuff, and like yes, helps get some people. She free. was um, cause obviously Trump had to do something ridiculous before he left the White House. He pushed forward five executions. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Is that not what you were talking about? No, this woman was like in jail for like a like a stupid drug charge. Oh, well, she's like, doing more too then. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure she's doing more. But she's like already said that she like wants to like go to school to be a lawyer. So I'm like, go oh, Kim Kardashian. Okay, you're not just like a pretty face. But her d- she hope. she talks about in this Netflix series with David Letterman, I think, about the trial of OJ. Interesting. Because. Robert Kardashian was like really good friends with OJ Simpson and his wife huh. who's her mother was very good was her best friend was his wife that's bizarre and so one half of the fa- and this is when they're divorced yeah so like one half of the family's on OJ's side and the other half is on the victim's side and like oh. one day Robert Kardashian brought them to the courtroom and they oh, were sitting wow. on OJ's side and her mother was over with the friends that's insane with her, with her his wife's side and she was like what the fuck are you doing here so like i'm gonna be interested to kind of cover that because you can find out like little details about robert kardashian's life that's crazy through this whole other w- crazy well, way yeah because uh, what i was gonna say is trump pushed forward about um five different i saw the executions of death row and she spent the last like two days of this guy that was on death row trying to get him off death row yeah um She's doing good things. She's oddly vocal about things like that. And I I still can't stand them. I think their family's kind of a joke. They've made themselves that way. <laughs> All the power but to But I respect. Whatever. I do respect, respect that. that she's trying to do that. I just wish she hadn't made a fool out of herself and her family first. <laughs> yeah. <I can laughs> she could have just gone straight into being a famous lawyer. And that would have been cool. Yeah. Um, Following anyway. her father's footsteps. That would have been. Before I have cool. a slew of Kardashian lovers on my doorstep rioting. I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> well, anyway, sorry. But I mean, I love trash TV. So Lisa Rinna. <laughs> this was her mother. Louise Rinna. Right? Her name is Louise? Yes. Yay! I did it right. Um, so, well, obviously, well, he is in prison. Ellen divorces his ass because <laughs> can you blame her? Fuck that guy. Um, wrote that in my notes in all caps. <laughs> um, and at this time... He is analyzed by a prison psychiatrist, and she determines that Carpenter has an IQ of about 125, and that is paired with a sociopathic personality disorder. So he's wicked smart, and he has murderous tendencies. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what a combination. Without, he was abused as a child, and we're just going to make a serial killer. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Um, so he is released in 1969, like I said, after only serving eight years. And after being released, he immediately marries another woman by the name of Helen. Okay, that really confused me because, like, you said Ellen. His first wife is Ellen. Ellen. And his second wife is Helen. Yep. Okay. 
Ellen and Helen. All right. Yep. He must really like that name or something. He also has a victim named Helen and in no relationship. Wow. Okay. Yep. So he must like that name or something. So um, he marries her and all I could find is that this marriage is very short lived. There is not even a last name given for her. She kind of is just like, like okay. he doesn't kill her or anything. She no. Just, they, they just like get married. It, it doesn't out. work and she's gone. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so... Hi, Be- hi, Ellen. Oh, hi, Helen. It's Helen. Hi, Helen. Bye, Helen. <laughs> so um, then in January of 1970, Carpenter kind of commits this, like, small string of attacks. And this gets him put in jail again. <laughs> so on the 27th of that month, he hits a woman's car with his own in attempt to get her out of the car. And <coughs> it works. And then he, he attempts to rape her. Oh, my God. She fights him off and gets Good away. Good for her. Her name is Cheryl Lynn Smith. Go, Cheryl. So um, during the struggle, he does stab her a few times, but she still gets away, and she remembers his license plate. Good for her. <laughs> right? This woman is a badass. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I don't know if I could remember that in the moment. Right? think to turn around and look at his license plate well but if she thought she was in a crash with him yeah yeah and you don't have like a phone to take a picture i keep forgetting that yep it's okay it's the 1970s at this point so she uh she takes off and tries to get police and he takes off too and after he takes off he drives around and then proceeds to break into the home of wilma joyce this is all on the same day Bye, Tyler. <laughs> oh, is he just like waving by? Is he leaving? Yeah, he's going. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, just, I just heard the door open and it closed so fast. I turned. I didn't even see no, him. No, he, he <laughs> came in and waved and then left. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so on this is still the same day. He drives around and then breaks to the home of Wilma Joyce. And this is um, her first and her middle name. They do not give out her last name to protect her identity. Okay. Um, he kidnapped her. Then raped her, and then stole her car. What the fuck? Yep. And then two days later, on the 29th, he holds up a woman by the name of Sharon O'Donnell with a shotgun so he can steal her license plates. <laughs> and oh my God, you don't have to do that. You literally just can go up to the car right? with a screwdriver. Literally, in the dark, anywhere there's a car. you do not have to hold somebody at gunpoint okay sorry this is extra stupid for him because while he's switching them out sharon gets away (laughs) so then it goes uh, forward a few more days and on february 3rd carpenter steals another car and this is the car of lucille davis and he uses this car to kidnap a woman named barbara and this is another woman no last name given um and this is this is kind of terrible. Um, trigger warning. <laughs> big ass trigger warning. Big ass. Tr- we haven't said that. <laughs> in a long time. We haven't said that. Big in a while. ass. V A T W. Um, v A T W. Guys. So, with Lucille's car, he kidnaps a woman named Barbara, and he rapes her while her infant child is present. What? And it says that it said that despite the attack on Barbara, he was exceptionally kind to the baby. Who cares? Right? You are probably imprinting on that child's brain for life. 
So, uh, you are constantly impressionable when you are a baby. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. After a week-long freaking chaotic crime spree. spree, the police finally catch up with him and arrest him. Um, <laughs> while awaiting trial for these crimes, he escapes jail with four other prisoners by cutting through the bars around a skylight and climbing through it. Oh, my God. He doesn't make it very far because <laughs> it didn't s- it didn't say how like how fast they caught him but he gets he's in jail escapes and he's back in jail and like a couple hours later or like quick a day enough later that <laughs> oh it says I'm sorry it says I fucking didn't read the next part of my notes <laughs> he escaped on the 27th of April but was back in jail by the time he had to go to trial on May 1st Oh no! So he was not out of jail very long. Oh no! <laughs> oh, that sucks. Okay. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't do that Fucker. very well. Um, he actually ended up making a plea bargain and was only convicted for armed robbery, kidnapping, auto theft, and escape. So nothing about the fucking sexual assault. Correct. I hate that. Yep. I hate that. So this, I searched high and low, and even in the documentary I watched. It did not say how long he was sentenced for with this. Okay. All I could find was that he only ended up serving seven years. What the fuck? Yep. This is guy has like serial sexual offenses. A week long spree of all this different all these different crimes, and he gets seven years. That's fucked up. Yep. So during these seven years, he actually becomes a suspect in the Zodiac killer case. Huh? Oh, and they just they just fucking. Figured that thing out? And okay. they just decoded one of his freaking messages he oh left my behind. God, that's crazy. Um, he is eventually cleared by law enforcement due to the fact that a few of the Zodiac Killer crimes were committed while Carpenter was in jail. And when they ran a handwriting sample, it did not match. Okay. But I feel like if they find that handwriting, they will find that, that person. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like. Oh, yeah. They will know who the Zodiac is like in a minute if they find that handwriting. Well, I hope they do one day. They're I I, w- I want to find out if they f- figure out more of the ciphers. I well, the one that they just broke was cool, huge. Because the, well, the thing it, about the gas. Well, they ba- he basically came out and said because at one point there's the Zodiac killer supposedly called into a into a news show that was talking about him. Yeah, and he said it wasn't him. And he basically said in the cipher, "That's not me." Like not even close because the guy the guy on the phone on the news said like i'm afraid of the gas chamber and i don't want to be caught and he literally said i'm not afraid. that wasn't me i'm not afraid of death that's not at all me like that's it's, crazy it's crazy there's a whole like 10 minute video long video about how they cracked the code yeah i think you were telling ty yeah it's yeah. really cool guys you can find it online um i don't remember what it's called it was like but a big can... australian company wasn't it that yeah it was it was a couple code crackers like from across the world that worked together on it. That's cool. It was it was really interesting to watch. So if you guys want to watch something cool, go watch that. Maybe we'll put it on our playlist. Ooh, yes. That's smart. Put it on our playlist. So, uh, um... So he's not the Zodiac Killer. He's not... Yep, thank <laughs> you. I was like, where the heck did I just go? Um, Obviously. So he spends his seven years in jail. And in 1979, um, he is paroled to a halfway house. Okay. Um, during his time at the halfway house, he actually earned a degree from a California trade school in computer printing. And 
he got a job as a typesetter instructor. And I looked this up because I was like, what the what is that? hell does that mean? And it is basically today's graphic designer. Okay. It was somebody who worked for the newspapers and the magazines. They picked out the fonts. They did the layouts. Because back then, everything was printed out and, like, glued onto pieces yeah, of paper. Yeah, and, like, yeah. hand done like that. That was what he did. And he he knew how to do it. And he was an instructor. So he taught people how to do that. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's actually kind of cool. But he's a murderer. But he's though. a hack, so. <laughs> so <laughs> this is these first two crimes I've told you about are technically not considered part of the actual trail side killer. The ones where he was, like, stealing the cars and raping people and stuff. Yes. Okay. Those okay. were just two early offenses before he earned this name. Okay. Well, he technically hadn't killed anybody yet. Yep. Technically. Correct. He's just done a bunch of terrible things. But just has done some awful things. <laughs> so. so Ooh, sorry, microphone. Now he's going to graduate. Um... <laughs> Well, living in this halfway house, he commits his first murder. It is August 19th of 1979. And so he's like in his 40s. 50s. 79. He was born in the 1930, right? 30. Yeah. 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. He'd be almost 50. He'd be almost 50. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> that's crazy. He I waits should... until he's almost 50? Well, he spent most of his younger life in jail. Oh, right. I keep forgetting about that. Yes. So, Sorry. Yeah. So um, on this day, 44-year-old woman named Edda Kane, E-D-D-A, Edda. Edda. Edda Kane, she goes missing while hiking in... <sighs> okay, they said it in the documentary. Sorry, I was trying to remember how to pronounce this. Because uh. I really, I tried to look it up and I couldn't find it. And then oh, no. I watched the documentary, the Born to Kill documentary, and they said it. I rewinded it like three times because I... How do I say it? Mount Tamalpius. 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 Okay. Yes. Okay. I believe. <laughs> don't um, yell at us if we don't know. I'm sorry. I'm not from California. Um, <laughs> so while she was hiking in this state park, it, which overlooks the Golden Gate Bridge, um, oh, yeah. she is out hiking and she does not come home. Oh. So when she doesn't come home, they file a missing, uh, her family filed a missing persons report and they immediately sent a search party out because they knew that she was a frequent hiker. Right. They knew that that's where she'd gone and it's a relatively rocky steep park so they were worried that she had maybe fallen gotten hurt and couldn't get help okay so they set out looking for her they found her car in the parking lot still so they knew that, that, she, that something, had something on the was wrong something was very wrong um they didn't end up finding her that night and they ended up finding her the next day oh. um she was found by law enforcement with canine units she was completely naked with a bullet wound to the back of the head. She had been shot execution style and oh. had fallen forward and was face down. Her clothing was completely gone. Totally missing. It was like, they, like how they would that happen? They never found it. That's crazy. Um, and despite being naked, there was no sign of sexual assault. Do you think it was just like an overpowering thing? Like, like a vulnerability thing? Like, I'm going to get you naked and you're going to be so vulnerable in this moment. I think so. Okay. Cause that I mean, that was the first thing I thought of. 
without if there's no sexual assault it's more about a domineering dominance power kind of thing rather than and sexual assault. that makes sense because of his mother he's like trying to be what she was uh-huh. to him and taking it out oh i should be a psychologist <laughs> I, don't, I don't shouldn't exactly okay um, so he's so like replaying replaying the abuse but he's the abuser exactly cool so um despite not being able to find their find her clothing they did find her purse and it had been rummaged through um there were several credit cards that were missing and a pair of her sunglasses were gone okay so very very weird weird so weird stuff so just a month later in september carpenter's released from the halfway house and he moved back in with his extremely elderly parents that seems mean <laughs> <laughs> take care of me you old people <laughs> it's it's like the only way um when i watched the documentary they interviewed his parole his parole officer and they talk about when they leave the halfway house they have to have somewhere to go that's stable okay so that was his only option was to go back to his, his parents' house. Okay. Otherwise, he would have had to stay in the halfway house. Can you imagine how trying that would be to, like, leave the abusive environment and to have to go back there? Mm-hmm. So now they're old and that he's now an adult. Old. Yeah. Yep. So, like, you are you have all of the, these feelings from when you were a kid, but you also are like, fuck. I'm <laughs> old now. Yeah. You can't tell me what to fucking do. You're old and I could punch you in the face. <laughs> yep. That's crazy. That seems like a bad idea. So. But okay. <laughs> um, that. Uh, I almost said that same month. Uh, a month later. Okay. Sorry. So in October. It's October 21st of 1979. 23-year-old Mary Frances Bennett was murdered while jogging at Land's End in San Francisco. This is another trail along the water where the Golden Gate where the Golden Gate Bridge is. Okay. She was stabbed twenty five times. Whoa! In the neck, the chest, and the back. This crime was not connected to Carpenter until two thousand and nine. Are you serious? It took them thirty years to connect him to this. And they connected it with DNA. Was it familial? Um, no. Oh, damn it. They had they had their hunches back then that it was part of his killings. But they can't prove it because it's this, a different MO, stabbing instead of shooting. Exactly. So they couldn't really do anything. They had DNA from the scene, but obviously it was 1979. They couldn't really they do anything with that it, at the time. Yeah. So come 2009, they get a warrant. They got Carpenter's DNA, and they tested it, and it was a match. Shit. Okay, cool. So they so matched you, Carpenter to this murder, and uh, he's officially named the murderer of Fran- of Mary Frances Bennett. See? Francis. Her name was Francis. <laughs> Unfortunately, like I said, not until 2009, though. Um, uh, so, uh, wow, I really just lost my place. That was terrible. Five months before Carpenter, it's five. Oh, wow. <laughs> we I'm need gonna, to rewind. I'm going to take a pause for a hot second. Okay. We're pausing now. <laughs> Hold, please. Okay. So after that murder, it was five months before Carpenter takes another life. And so it's February of 1980. Mm-hmm. 
And this time he attacked 23-year-old Barbara Schwartz, another Barbara. Okay. And she was hiking with her dog again in Mount Tamalpius State Park. I hope he didn't hurt the dog. So what Carpenter didn't expect was that there was an eyewitness. Oh, no! So... Not, oh, no, good, but... He jumped out and surprised Schwartz, and he immediately grabbed her and started stabbing her. She screamed. There was a woman nearby, and I will say that this is probably rather smart. Instead of trying to intervene... She ran immediately to find Rangers to get help. Oh, good. She just took off. Yeah, because he could have probably murdered her, too. Exactly. Because at this point, Barbara is most likely helpless, and she probably would have gotten herself killed if she tried to intervene. Yeah. So she took off and tried to get help. Unfortunately, by the time she gets back, Barbara had been stabbed 12 times and was dead. Aww. Her puppy was unharmed. Good. He was found next to her body, protecting her was barking at anybody that tried to get close to her. Aww. Which breaks my motherfucking heart. Um, we don't deserve animals. We really fucking don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, with the help of the witness, they had a description that was totally wrong. No! She described him as a 25-year-old, kind of slim, average dude. Okay. He's not 25. He's like 50. Yes. Is he slim? No. He's yeah. not slim. I mean, he's not huge, but he's not slim. And he's very much old and bald. And you'll see. Um, Crazy. <laughs> so they have this description. And this is the only thing they've got to go on. So they're taking this lady's word for it. Yeah. Oh. Which is kind of what ends up screwing up some stuff. So, um, when they're searching the scene, they end up finding a pair of bifocals. And these bifocals were prison issues. Issued. Sorry. Oh my god, did they have like a serial number? No. Oh! But they are the exact type that they issue in prison, so they can, they can immediately tell that whoever the attacker was was a has former inner inmate. Yeah. And yeah, obviously wears glasses and now no longer has a pair. So they're going to need oy, new ones. Oy, oy, okay. So um, a few days after that, um, uh, there was a couple young boys out in the park, and they end up finding the murder weapon. It is huh. a 10-inch boning knife, and it's covered in Schwartz's blood. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Um, and that's really all they have on that. They don't get very far with this case. Oh, my goodness. Um... N- there's another cooling off period and his next victim is in October of 1980. Okay. And this is 26 year old Ann Alderson. She left home to go for a jog in Mount Tamalpius State Park. Whoa. She was um, she was known to use there is an outdoor theater space in this state park. Uh-huh. Um, and it's big. So it's all stone. It's like curved seating. It's like Yeah, it's all made out of stone, and it's grassy and kind of, uh, it's a little old. Um, and it was said that she liked to go there to meditate. She'd sit on the stones, and she'd meditate. 
on this day, a man jogging through saw her sitting there and thought about warning her of, about of their recent on. attacks. He thought she looked too peaceful meditating and decided not to bother her. That guy must feel so bad. Yeah. Oh. She ends up being killed in the same way that Etta Kane was, shot execution style. The two biggest differences was that Alderson ends up being shot three times, not just once. And this time Carpenter did rape her. But he raped he didn't rape Barbara, but he raped the one before, didn't he? So like the one he shot, he didn't rape and then the next one that they didn't connect to him for a while he did rape her the the he didn't rape barbara and then he didn't rape the one that he, he attacked and there was a witness that was barbara yeah so he, he yeah he didn't rape her at all he just stabbed her and killed her so the the first and the, the third first one first one was etta kane yeah no rape he took her clothing but no rape but there was no rape and then the next then one was that one that they just connected to him recently and he did rape her because there was dna wasn't there that's how they connected him to it. That's what you said. It actually doesn't say. It, um, sorry. So, Etta Kane, shot execution style, found naked, not assaulted. Okay. Mary Frances Bennett was the one they didn't connect him to 2009. Yeah. She was stabbed 25 times. There was no sign of sexual assault. Oh, I thought you said that they found him through dna they did oh so like on her nail yeah okay 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 um so and then this is the one so the first three murders there's no sign of actual sexual assault mm-hmm. and this last one there is yes okay sorry, sorry. no sorry <laughs> i was like wait a minute I, why is he why is he raping i was every skipping other i forgot i used i was skipping over mary bennett so i was like wait what are you talking about and yeah I was, and i was talking about her i was like that's the one so as the trail side killer as they know him, this is the first time he's raped. Okay. Um, her body ends up being found a day later. Um, this crime scene brought new evidence. Oh, yay. They found shell casings. Oh. It's compact to bite him in the butt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, this is around the same time two people go missing. Oh. This is 18-year-old Cynthia Cindy Moreland and her 19-year-old fiancé, Richard Stowers. They disappeared on a hike at Point Reyes National Seashore Park. Um, Moreland was a recent high school graduate and Stower was in the co- uh, Stowers was in the Coast Guard. Um, they were, again, shot execution style. Oh. And he left more shell casings. These shell casings matched, and that's how they learned that the case the cases were connected. He's not that smart. He might have 125 <laughs> IQ, but he can't remember to pick up the fucking shell casings. Right. So the shell casings they determined were from a pistol that actually belonged to a woman named Molly Purnell. And Molly Purnell later on, when they finally figure out, when they finally catch like Carpenter and, yeah. and they get the gun, they find her and she says that she had actually given the gun to Carpenter back then as payment for items that he had secured for her for her flea market. So, like, it was an exchange? Yeah. Okay. So, it was still registered to her. Well, he probably couldn't register it to himself. 
exactly because it's crimes so we have more murders <laughs> this is this is a heavy ass case um on november 28th of 1980 carpenter kills a woman by the name of shauna mays so 25 year old shauna may had decided to go for a hike at point reyes national seashore park Okay. And just like the others, May did not return from her hike. Ooh. Two days later, May's body is discovered. And this time, there's something new. Oh. May's body is not alone. Next to her body is the body of 22-year-old Diana O'Connell, who had gone missing from the same park a month prior. Their bodies were side by side, face down, and completely naked. These were two complete strangers. O'Connell had been strangled with a wire before being shot in the head, while May had just been shot. Um, O'Connell had a pair of underwear stuffed into her mouth and partially up her nose, and there was another pair of blood-stained underwear wrapped around her arm. Um, May's body, they found ligature marks on her wrists. So now he's holding them somewhere. We have no idea. Um, and Whoa, okay. both bodies had been brutally raped. Brutally. Uh, big ass trigger warning, guys. Yeah. I'm we not, already said I'm, it before. I'm not going to say anything else. There was, some, there was a couple articles, if you really... Fucking feel like it for some twisted ass reason. You can go read what he did, and I'm just gonna. Aww. I'm gonna leave it. At, it was fucking brutal, and I'm I can't. Um, <laughs> it was just too much detail. <laughs> it was I wouldn't like, want to read that either. I would. I watched um one of the dragon tattoo movies once, and she like gets raped by some guy, and like they show yeah. the whole thing. I mean, she gets it back. She gets it back good. <laughs> but, but still, it was. I still was like, "What the fuck?" I remember watching the movie. I was like crying. Oh I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" God, remind me to never watch those Don't movies. Don't watch it. It was horrible. Well, the movie is good because she ends up helping like Daniel Craig, who plays like the main character, and he's double in those movies. But he, oh God, it was awful. That's so terrible. I can imagine not wanting to read about it let alone fucking watch it so so on that day the police are searching the scene Uh and as they're searching the scene this is when they find the bodies of Moreland and Stowers oh the girl the the girl and her fiance the girl and her fiance like close by Mm -hmm. Jesus I'm psyched they all went missing from the same park so one day he probably wanted to keep them nearby so he could keep coming back to look at them they ha- so they went from having a couple months in between to having one day with a discovery of four bodies. Yikes. Yeah. And Yikes. so people started to panic. The media was in a fucking frenzy. The police were advising everyone in this area, don't go out alone. Try to avoid hiking trails. If you go, be safe. Like, carry a weapon. Make sure you're not alone. Um, uh, and this still... Is not enough to protect people. Just after Christmas, 
17-year-old Anna K. Menjivar. She goes missing from Castle Rock State Park. So people actually suspected Carpenter in her death before he was even linked to other murders, the other murders. Okay, okay. Um, so Menjivar worked as a teller at a local bank, and Carpenter was a client. And he, he went in there. Unpro- inappropriate to her before. Mm-hmm. Mm. He went in there frequently, would always seek her out, would always try and hold conversations with her. And it was to the point where other employees had actually warned management about him and said, you should probably keep an eye on this guy. He's being kind of sketchy. To this one To Menjabar. Yeah. So. And of course, they don't fucking do shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, unfortunately, well, he had been a creep. There was Nothing little they can to do. no evidence. You, like, they literally have to do something to you to fucking... Exactly. It's stupid. And there was no evidence that he was involved at all. So they couldn't... Even, even though they suspected him. Initially. Yeah, they couldn't do anything. Well, later on, they figure out it's him, so... Um, <laughs> unfortunately... Menjivar's body was not found until June of the next year. Oh, my God. Um, she was found by rock climbers, and they discovered her skeletal remains. Um, and this actually comes when they find her body. Carpenter has already had his downfall. Are you serious? He goes He's down. He's already, like, had been in jail and stuff for this. He goes down fast. Because this next section, I quite appropriately called The Undoing. <laughs> the Undoing. <laughs> All I'm, right, guys. Sometimes when I separate my notes, I think I'm really fucking clever when I type No, I like sections. it. I like it. <laughs> so Sounds like a book. This is when he just, he starts it's to careless. get, like, desperate and careless. And he comes undone, basically. Um, I'm going to see. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Oh, I, I can see where it was in the recording. Can you really? Yeah. I could feel it come up my nose, and I was like, I'm just going to stop talking right now. Because <laughs> I got the sneeze. Anyway. Um, so on March 29th of 1981, so this is... This is all within, like, three years that he does all this. That's crazy. Yes. So March 29th, 1981, this is three months before they find Menjivar's body. Um, Ellen Hansen... Another Helen, completely unrelated to the woman he married. You said Alan. No. I said Helen. Okay. Ellen. 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 Oh, God damn it. Okay. <laughs> Ellen and Ellen. I thought you said Alan. I was like, what? Helen, Ellen, Alan. I don't know, man. Something. Um, L L E N. Ellen. E L L E N. Hansen. And her boyfriend at the time, Stephen Hartle. He was 20. Um, oh, they were both 20. I'm sorry. Um, they were hiking in the Henry Henry Cowell Redwood State Park. Carpenter jumped out onto the pathway where they were walking, brandished a gun, and said he was there to rape Hansen. Uh, yes. He wanted them to step off the path so he could rape her. What? This is... Uh, they say it in the documentary I watched. And... Hansen is a fucking badass woman. And she basically was like, no, you ain't. You're not touching me. And she tried to scare him off. And this does get her killed. Oh. And it's it's heartbreaking. Um, oh, no. 
because she was just like, I'm not going with you. <laughs> Hell no. She like stepped forward towards him and was like, no, you're not going to try and rape me. Like, and why would I let you do that to me? Like, you know, exactly. I mean, obvi- like, obviously. And in response, Carpenter fired. Oh, he had his gun. Yes. Okay. Um, Hanson was struck three times and died immediately. Hartle was hit once in the neck and survived. Good for him. He ends up being the biggest part of this case. Yay! Hartle was able to provide authorities with a description. This man was in the hospital with a gunshot wound to the neck. And, and could still give. And wanted to give police. He, like, demanded that the police came out, come in. He was like, I don't care how injured I am that I shouldn't talk. I'm giving a description of the people that killed my girlfriend. Because he knew exactly what he looked like. He described him as a middle-aged 45 to 50-year-old man with dark hair, hazel eyes, and yellow crooked teeth. Oh. And if you've ever seen a picture of him, this is accurate. Very. Oh. He's... <laughs> A weird looking dude. Um, Yuck. <laughs> so after the incident was made public, other hikers actually came forward and said that they saw a strange man hanging around the park. They all described him. All of these matched what Hartle said. And they said that he was driving a red foreign car. Okay. So armed with this new information, police were like, we're going to fucking catch this guy. This, yeah. We're getting him. Um, so the only thing that worried the police was that, that now they were getting close. They had this information. Hurdle survived. They were like, oh, he's going to figure out he survived and he's going to run. He's going to take off. He might expand his hunting grounds. He might snap and go on a rampage. They had no idea. Um, and just like they thought, Carpenter strikes again. And this time is the final time. Okay. So it is May 1st of 1981. And at this point, Carpenter is working at a place called the Econo Quick Print. Okay. Um, Because he does, he's like a graphic designer. Yes. One of his coworkers is 20-year-old Heather Skaggs. She was a college student just kind of working to make ends meet, earning some extra cash. And this thing was all of his coworkers thought he was creepy. Mm-mm. Everyone was like, there's just something off about him. He's weird. I don't like weird. him. Yeah. He was very soft spoken. He didn't do very much. Like, he didn't have friends. You could tell he was just an off guy. Well, Heather Skaggs was a very nice girl and didn't want to give in to office, office gossip and just didn't really listen. And she should have. And if she did, she might still be alive. Oh. So uh, Heather needed a car. And when uh, Carpenter heard this, he was like, I've got a friend that's selling a used car. I can help you. No! You never get in a strange car with a strange person. Nope. So, Carpenter insisted that she come alone because she had he had to take her to his friend's house, which would have been like my nu- my first 
inkling that something is not right. I, I would have been, been like, no, I'm going to fucking bring my husband or I would have been like, yeah, I would have just either shown up not alone or been like, you're going to follow me. <laughs> like, like, I definitely <laughs> am not. That's why when you meet people on Craigslist, you meet in a public place. Exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Amazon, you know, well, no, not Amazon. Facebook Marketplace. That's yeah, what I was thinking. Any of, of that Any stuff. of that shit, you meet them at a Starbucks. Um, so before leaving, Skag's boyfriend and her mother insisted like okay just tell us this guy give us this guy's game the address where you're going just in case she said his name is david carpenter and he lives at 36 sussex street in san francisco california and she has family (sighs) that cares about her so so skaggs leaves and she's never seen again um when she didn't come home that night, her boyfriend immediately called the police and was like, my girlfriend was supposed to go meet this guy about a used car. She said, you know, he wanted her to come alone and she has not come home yet. She said she was going to be home hours ago. This is weird. Something's wrong. Yeah. Um, so um, police took the name and the address because she had left it. And they went to interview him. When they showed up to interview him, there was a red foreign car, a Fiat, parked in the driveway. (gasps) And And they're like, dude! (laughs) When he came out of the house to meet them, he matched Hartle's description to a T. Which I'm sure the entire police force knew. Oh, yeah. So he walked out of the house, and a couple cops looked at each other and were like, Holy shit. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, there's that. They didn't arrest him on the spot. Um, they uh, interviewed him. He claims that he was supposed to pick her up. Missed the time when he was supposed to pick her up and he didn't see her. Um, so they go back and they run a background check on him. And they find all that shit. And they oh. find all that shit from all the time he spent in jail as a former inmate. Oh, yikes. He also wore glasses. Oh, shit. (laughs) They're just getting him on everything. (laughs) So they bring him in for a lineup, and they bring in Hartle, and Hartle picks him out immediately. Good for him. And they arrest Carpenter. Um, It is just 24 days later after he is arrested, that they find Skagg's body. Um, her body was found by hikers in Big Basin State Park. She had been raped and shot point-blank range in the face. The face? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Um, That's so crazy. After his arrest on May 14th, police searched his car and found several local hiking trail guides. Um, they also eventually, when they did search his home, found even more, totaling about 60 different map trails and guides. Because he wanted to know the area. Mm-hmm. That was his hunting ground. Um, they also eventually recovered the weapon he had used, and it matched. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> because it was that ladies that had got, yeah, yeah. So, this is a clusterfuck. Shit. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah. So, yikes. okay. They hold two trials. 
because some of the crimes were committed in a different county. The first trial, Wait, which did they find them on national park grounds? Yes. Wouldn't they have? Well, they were they were state parks. Oh, state. Parks. They were Sorry, all state not, parks. Sorry, I was like, if it's a national park, it would have to go like Joey Armstrong would have to go through a federal court. Yeah, no, all of these were state parks. Okay, state parks. Um, so when it came time to charge him, he did. He had one trial. Uh, it was for the Myrtle. The Myrtle. Myrtle. The Myrtle. The murders of Ellen Hansen and Heather Skaggs and the attempted mur- murder of Stephen Hartle. Okay. This trial started in October of 1983 and finished in July of 1984. He was found guilty on all three counts, and he was sentenced to death. Shit. Okay. They said that when he took the stand, he showed no emotion. Um, He took the stand in his own defense? Yes. (laughs) And he didn't even try to, like, fake any emotion? In both. Both trials. Oh, my. Yeah, and his attorney brushed this off by saying he was a mental mess. What does that mean? Everybody I know is a mental mess. (laughs) Right? Oh, my God. Okay. Um, So they also brought charges against him in a separate trial for the murders of Ann Alderson, Diana O'Connell, Shauna May, Cynthia Moreland, Ricks, and Rick Sowers. This trial was held in 1988, so five years later. Is it like when they connected him finally to it? Like they knew he was, he kn- they knew he was a part of the last yeah. couple, so they like the, charged him with the, what they could. Yes, the okay. the first ones were the ones, the most recent ones. Yeah, it was the one with Stephen Hartle, where Stephen Hartle was able to identify him, and yeah, they knew that they could convict yeah. him and get him in jail. Exactly. So it's like let's wait he- on these other things. Heather Skaggs had given her boyfriend his name and his address. Yeah. So they had him already. Yeah. Let's like the other ones. They um they ended up using the ballistic evidence. Okay. To that's smart though. Like, let's get him in jail and get him like convicted of something first, so that we got him. Exactly. And then just put the rest on him later. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> this trial had over thirty witnesses take the stand. Shit. Yeah. Shit. So during this trial, it was a this was quite a long trial. There was seven full days where Carpenter himself was on the stand. During this time, he mostly was calm, except for the few times he had, like, horrifyingly angry outbursts. Oh. Can you say psychopath? Can you say, mm, maybe this is what happened when you killed all those people? Mm. Right? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so that, that, trial, that trial began in January of 1988 and concluded in May. They found him guilty on all five charges of first-degree murder, and once again, he was sentenced to death. Fuck yeah. This man has been sentenced to death twice. Two times. (laughs) So, this is where the fun begins. (laughs) In 1994, they overturned the sentence from his first trial due to jury misconduct. But when Fuck they, you guys. Oh, just wait for it. This oh, is, okay. This is like, it was, I, it took me forever to fucking sort this out between all the articles I read. Um, so, this is the first trial. The one for Stephen and Heather and Ellen. Okay. They overturned the death sentence due to jury misconduct, and they retry him in 1997. Okay. The outcome is the same. He still gets the sentence of death. Good. So, they then 
try, they then overturn the second trial what? for uh, once again for jury misconduct. What did they do? Did they say that the what the jury did? Um, they said in one, they didn't say both of them, but they said in one of the cases, one of the jurors, while in discussion, um, brought up the fact that he had previously been in jail for unrelated crimes for the the two crimes that he committed earlier on in life that weren't connected to the trail site. They had been at the. So they'd been in jail at the same yeah, time. Yeah, so he had been in the halfway house and all that stuff beforehand. She brought up that fact, and that was not – they couldn't use that at all, and that was – Oh, so she had brought up things – okay. Yeah, got it, got she, it, got it. she brought up facts from a different case that – Influenced the jury. Yeah, exactly. okay. Exactly. Okay. I got it. So um, they overturned the sentence again, and he was retried for the second trial again in 1999 – and he got Steve death again. Oh, no. <laughs> this man received the death sentence four fucking times. Oh, my God. If you, if you um, were guilty before. So, just to point this out, Ellen Hansen and Heather Skaggs, Ann Alderson, Diana O'Connell, Shauna May, Cynthia Marlin, and Rick Stowers. That is only seven of the victims that he murdered. Okay. He murdered ten. He could not be convicted of the murders of Etta Kane or Barbara Schwartz. Um, there was not enough evidence. Okay. So even though he was their number one suspect and they had all of this other stuff against him, and it basically was him, it was screaming like, this was the trail side killer, they didn't have the physical evidence. They knew if they tried him, they were going to lose it. Yeah, it was going to be a quick So they just didn't even bother. Oy, 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 okay. Um, they also, obviously, like I said, um, did not try him for Mary Bennett. Because, because they didn't know it was him at first. They didn't know it was him at first. But it is Later on. he has now obviously been found guilty of her murder since 2009 when they connected him with DNA. Got it. That is all 10 of his victims. <laughs> Shit. So he is still on death sentence. Death row. Is he alive? He is 90 years old. They haven't killed him yet? No. What the fuck? Fucking right? <laughs> like, don't even fucking have a death sentence if you're not going to fucking... I can't. It literally... It, I can't. it hurts my head. We do this thing where we, we're like, these people are so bad, they don't deserve to live. We give them the death sentence, and then they sit in jail until they die, and they don't actually get killed. They just give him a life sentence. He yeah. doesn't need a death sentence. Exactly. It, it doesn't make any freaking sense to me at all. So, in 2013, um, he actually conducted an interview, and <laughs> this just had some interesting tidbits that I wanted to include. Okay. Um, so, this interview took place with the Fresno Community Alliance. Um, and it was done by a reporter named Boston Woodard. Bo- Ooh, Boston. I love the name Boston, Boston for a kid. Boston Woodard. Okay, I'm, I'm from it. I'm from Massachusetts. That's so... I love it. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so this is... Just remember, this happened seven years ago. Okay. Um, so at this time, they said he was working heavily on studying and understanding law. Because he was still trying to appeal his case. What the fuck? You got the death sentence four times. 
four different sets right. of juries you thought that you were guilty, you piece of shit. Like, like <laughs> <laughs> you already got two extra Yikes. trials. Yikes. And he said, quote, there are many court cases to research and staying up with laws pertaining to my case is essential to my ongoing appeal. Um, <laughs> Carpenter goes on to say he's he's still innocent. He completely maintains his innocence. Despite the fact that he has now been linked with fucking DNA, but it's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> we know it's you. Like, we know it. Um, I can't. That makes me laugh. And oh. he says that the only thing that links him to any of these crimes, the only thing he's guilty of, was knowing Heather Skaggs because they worked together. He blames media for poisoning people's minds with um, saying that he was guilty and he just became, like, the logical suspect, so the police went after him. But there's DNA, and that guy positively identified you. Mm. Right. You didn't do the job you even and shoot him and kill him, and he came back to bite you in the butt. They had all the witnesses that saw his car. Like, like God. Bro. You <laughs> fucking did it, you stupid idiot. Um. So... Woodard then asked um, what he wanted to happen if they ever caught the, quote, real trailside killer. And he said simply he wants them to have a fair trial. I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> Fun on death row. <laughs> um. <laughs> have one having that not happen because you did it. So uh, throughout this interview, he also mentions he is still very close with his younger sister. They write and see each other all the time. Oh, because he had an older half-brother and the younger sister. Okay. Yes. Um, and he actually, they, you don't see it. They w- I wish he had, like, a picture of it or something. But I guess he showed Woodard, the interviewer, this, like, massive handwritten letter to his sister. Like, they write frequently. And they're, like, long-ass letters. Weird. Yeah. Um. I swear to God, if somebody ever murdered somebody from my own family, I would never talk to that person. I again. would I'd literally be like, pretend, fuck you. I'd literally pretend they didn't exist. I'd be like, this person is a part of my family, but if you like, ever talk about him ever, I will literally smack you. He'd be like, you remember your cousin John? And I'd be like, who? No, I don't remember that person. I don't know who you're talking all. about. <laughs> they are dead to me. Um, the person that's dead to me? I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> um, I do not think that. We should be talking about this. That's literally... <laughs> we should stop talking about this. You should stop while you're ahead. Um, he also talks about the fact that he likes going to church. I hate that. They're like, I found God in prison. And sometimes and you're like, yeah, okay. And then sometimes it's like, no. And did too much. They spoke to the priest of... He's in the San Quentin's jail. And the, the priest's name, his name is Father George Williams. And Williams said, quote, Carpenter is a very devout, well-informed Catholic who attends all services provided to the men on his yard on death row. He is well-liked by many, by many of the guys and, sorry, and those who are in contact with him. And it is recorded that he has visitors at least once a month. And these are people that he refers to as his friends and he says he's very grateful for. I have no words. Right. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> and uh, on top of it, officers say that he is like one of the best inmates. He does not cause problems. He just like does as he's told and just moves on. Like 
he has never like even made a peep. Great. I'm glad. Um <laughs> but yeah. Um he's now 90 years old and just old as shit and on death row. Still waiting to die. That's like Carrie Stainer. They're, he's still on death row. It's like, what the fuck? Don't have it. I don't care if you – like, I mean, I don't know. Do I think that maybe necessarily it's, like, probably better to have somebody live out the rest of their life in fucking prison than to kill them? Like, give them a swift, painless death that they didn't possibly give their fucking victims? No shit, right? Like, that's the thing that bothers me. It's like you get to go quickly in your fucking sleep yeah. from, some, from some chemicals exactly. where you fucking murdered these people and they died a torturous fucking painful death. Yep. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's you should have to live every single th- day it, of your life with what you've done. Yeah, you should have to live every single fucking day of your life knowing that you are here forever yep. because you fucking fucked up. But, you know, like, I'm not going to judge. You want to believe in the death penalty, whatever. But if you're going to have it, don't let people sit on death row for fucking Exactly. Don't sentence, sentence years. to death for they sentenced him to death four times. He's going to die before he actually gets put to death. Exactly. He's 90. Literally, I was like, oh, my God, this man is still alive. He's fucking 90 years old. Are you for real? And he's still just sitting on death row. Like That kills me. <laughs> it's so stupid. It is so stupid. Um, like, just if you're going to have him live his life in prison, just say that that's what his sentence is. Yeah. Don't, like, don't try and make it to be something else. Give him a that's life bullshit. sentence. Don't give him death. Like, if you're not going to do it. Because when he was originally sentenced, he was sentenced to the gas chamber. That's how how long ago Yikes. he was sentenced. Yikes. Well, because they overturned it, right? Yep. So, like, he was probably already on the waiting list. Yep. And then they overturned it, and then they did it again, and then he now he's farther back on yep. the fucking list. Because his first trial was in 83, his second trial was in 88, then they retried him in 97, and then they retried him again in 99. 99. So in 83, when they first sentenced him to death, he was sentenced to the gas chamber. That's how long ago they sentenced him to death. Oh, my God. Just fucking do it. Like, like if you're going to put somebody on death row, it should be they're on death row and they die then. Like, it should be like... not then, but, like, in in, a year or two years. Like, within the year or something. It shouldn't be... Don't sentence... Just don't have it. It's so dumb. It's so stupid. I, to be honest, would prefer a life sentence because... Like, I know, I know they're that suffering. People, I know that I know like you're in fucking jail and like you're going to be there forever until you fucking die. Yes. Like until you breathe your last breath, you will be in fucking captivity. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, I know people are like, well, they get however many meals a day and da 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 da. They're in fucking captivity. Yeah. And the the prisons that hold the criminals that are murderers like that, and the yeah. bad, bad guys. Those are not fun prisons. They're Those not aren't the fun ones. places. They don't get to go out and play basketball on the basketball no, courts. They it's don't not like have. A, God, they don't have that. Me. They like get walked in a line to the the hall where they get food slapped in front of them, and then they get shoved back in their cell by themselves for fucking basically twenty three hours of the day. That's how those go. <laughs> anyway, if you guys wanted to know my opinion, there it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I'll just throw in one more fun fact. <laughs> we, we, I enjoy fun facts. <laughs> I think it lightens the case. <laughs> like Lisa Rinna. I love it. Let's do it. Um, so in season one of Criminal Minds, there's actually an episode based on him. Which the, one? Which one? Which one? It's the episode called The Foot Bat, the Footpath Killer. And it's 
it takes place in California, and it is the exact same mo and profile. I feel and like I I feel like I would know it if I watched. You it. oh you definitely would. I'm I could probably tell you every episode of the first season of Criminal Minds. That's I can't my season. can't think of it off the top of my head. But I'm sorry guys, I know that Mandy Patinkin was. I've heard he was an asshole, but he's my favorite character. Everybody and tells me that my dad looks like Mandy Patinkin, and I hate it. I don't think your dad looks like Mandy Patinkin. Thank you. There was like he's one super short, and your dad's pretty tall. Yeah. And he does not. What the fuck? Who told you that? It was a lot. It was in college. A couple of my friends were like, your dad looks like Mandy Patinkin. I think they said that to you because he was on Criminal Minds and your dad's like a former FBI agent. That's possible. I, but it was a thing. I have seen your father and I do not think he looks like that. It was a thing for a long like time that. and there was like one photo that you could put next to a photo of Mandy Patinkin. You're like, I can see it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. But I, I feel like Mandy Patinkin's face is kind of long. It is. And your dad's face is not long. It's not. Maybe like this, like the arrangement of the eyes and stuff, like the way yeah. the face is arranged. But the actual physical features of his face, I don't feel. I mean, whoever said that to Nicole, fuck you. <laughs> I don't agree. <laughs> My dad is also way better than Manny Patinkin. I've heard Manny Patinkin's a fucking asshole. So. Okay. I have a special love for Manny Patinkin. He also does musical theater. Oh, he yeah. musical theater. And he did, like, a he did a musical that I also did, like, a couple years ago. And so, like, he's oh, cool. in the original soundtrack. And so, like, that's the soundtrack I was always listening to to, like, <laughs> you know, learn my role before, you know. You put your headphones in your ears and you like walk around and just listen. Like it's yeah. not about like staring at your score all the time. It's about like just hearing it sometimes in context yeah. and like walking around and just not really paying attention and just listening. And like that's my favorite type of practice anyway. But he does do musical theater and he has this weird musical voice. He when he sings, he's like he sounds like a bird. <laughs> yeah, he like. I mean, also, I mean, I can play you a clip. He's he literally sounds like his. It's all in his nose. It's all in his nose. And oh. um, I had a teacher once that like made fun of him singing in class. And I, because I know him from Criminal Minds and like musical theater, oh I like God. just died laughing. And he had to send me out of the classroom because I literally couldn't stop. <laughs> he was like, "Missy, you have to leave. You we we can't do work with you. Like, go take a walk." Because I. <laughs> Every time he talked after that, I was like, I can't. <laughs> you just sound like Mandy Patinkin. He's just like. Wah, wah, wah. I just couldn't do it. Anyway, but I don't think your dad likes it. But yeah, guys, that is the wild ass ride that is David Carpenter. That was pretty crazy. You were like, I don't know how I feel about this case, but I liked it. I like, well, because I did it coming out of D.B. Cooper into him. Yeah, I had the same problem. It just like, it felt so like, just Guys, Ladies' Choice Month was hard because we did not have – I feel like if we ever do a Ladies' Choice again, we have to have four or two. So, but four yeah. collectively, four cases that we really want to do that, that just don't like really don't fit. don't fit anywhere. That don't really fit because we really only had two. Mm-hmm. And now we finished out the month, but, like, the second two we were, like – I don't know what to do for like, I and know. you picked one and you were like, I don't know how I feel about this, but I liked it. And I like the minute I found Carrie and that was David, a good one. That was a great one. That and was, I was very I lucky, but it took me a week to like, of literally just looking through things and being like, yeah, I, I guess I could do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess like, uh, uh, uh. so ladies, your yeah. month was hard and I'm, now we've finished it out. So and on episode 20, I know I can't believe we have 20 episodes. 
We started in And August, we have all of right? our minis, too, so we have even more. I know. Podbean tells me how many we actually have, and it's like 25, 26, but. Yeah. And we need to do another coffee run. We're just terrible. I know. We've been trying so hard, guys. It's just like. The holidays are really hard, and then it's her birthday and my anniversary. And on top and of it, we live in the fucking snow belt, so like. Yeah, <laughs> and, and there are some great places to go around here that do have true crime, so. It like, just might have to wait until the summer. <laughs> Yeah, the summer might be a better time. Maybe we do a lot of our coffee runs during the summer. Yeah. Because it's it's this time of year has been difficult. Yeah, it has been really but hard. We definitely want to do we definitely want to do those. Yeah, that, we're, tr- that we're one trying episode, to keep up with them. So That one episode got like a lot of listens and it's just literally us being like, "Oh my god, look at that house." I know you literally just <laughs> hear us as we drive past somewhere and I think it's hilarious. Well, I think my mom wants to come just so she can drive us past. <laughs> And well, she also like, wants to be on the podcast. Well, what I really want to do, what I want to be able to do with the coffee runs is I want to be able to take my camera. So I want to go and then we can kind of talk about what it's like to be there and see these places. And then right. I can also take some photos. So when we post uh, the coffee it's runs. It's like actual This is, photos. you can see what we saw and what we're discussing. Because right. like last time we just drove past his house a bunch of times. We're like, oh my God. Like <laughs> it was very it wasn't very well planned but to be honest it was kind of cool because i'd driven past cool. it a million times it was it was weird to see and to think that that's where that terrible thing happens and i still want to knock on those people's door and ask them if they have a bunker in their basement they don't tyler said that tyler said that when he was like a kid this all happened obviously before like no it happened like the 2000s so we were little. Yeah. And he's older than me. So he said he doesn't remember a lot of it, but he said that his brothers do. Really? The boys, the brothers, no, remember it. And I talked to my sister-in-law. She remembers it when That's it happened, nuts. when he got arrested and stuff. And because they were like our age or maybe a little younger when it happened. And um, but Tyler and I were little and they said that they like filled it up with concrete or like oh. destroyed it or they did by the way we're talking about john jamelski john jamelski sorry <laughs> if you haven't listened to that any and i don't know if he's gotten parole yet i don't think so i haven't heard anything i don't think so i have i, I have feel like we would have heard something if he had gotten parole I, it would have been big big it would have been big fucking news because i also i kind of wonder crazy. how long it takes because i don't know much about that if anybody they have to have a hearing well I, well i'm trying i'm thinking like after you have your hearing, does it happen at the hearing? No, does no, no, no. Happen it happened months after. I was just gonna say, does it happen like a week later? Does it no, happen no, 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 no. Two months. They, later? Tyler said the earliest that he would be out, and I think I read this in an article too. April. Would be in 2021. Yeah, it was April of 2021. Yeah, I remember reading that. so it would be a couple of months before so he was discharged. I would say I want to. I wish I knew more about that process. If anybody knows, please tell me. Yeah, tell I'd be us. Because I don't know. I I've never. Anyway, we got off on topic on yeah coffee runs. Yes, we did. Because we were talking about this being our 20th episode. I also finally figured out why you got up and got a piece of paper. It took me (laughs) since you got up and got the paper for me to understand what the hell you were doing. She like got up. I was mid like towards the end of the episode. And she was like, keep going, keep going. And she's like getting paper out of the desk nearby. I was like, what is she freaking doing? I wrote it down. You wrote down all of the names, didn't you? (laughs) I wrote. We said we were going to do it. Yes, I was still listening. And I don't know if I got them all, <laughs> but we'll, well figure it out. Let's give it a shot. Macy, where can they listen to <laughs> us? Well, okay. But where first, can they find us? First, this is always hard for me because I have to do the, the first thing. 
<laughs> with myself. Um, so first of all, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Buzzkillers Podcast. Buzzkillers Podcast. <laughs> and you can find us on Instagram at Buzzkillers Pod. Buzzkillers Pod. Um, sorry about our post. We've just started recently kind of posting a little bit more to Twitter. Yes. Um, and like posting bigger <laughs> like episode things to Twitter instead Guys. of it being like you posted this picture from your Instagram account. We're Twitter illiterate, so like yeah. bear with us. Please tell please. us how to help how to do Twitter because <laughs> I can barely do Instagram. I go on there every once in a while when I find a really interesting you article. Like, you were like really doing Instagram. No, you were really doing Twitter for a while. And yeah. I was really doing Instagram and then things got busy. Yes. And now, now we're just getting back into the swing of things because mm-hmm. I'm not like so busy anymore i say once once we get into the new year and everything kind of calms Things back down again back to it'll be so much easier but that's where you can find us on social media and like our facebook please if you like yeah. one of our social media accounts somewhere else for some reason our 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 instagram is blowing up and Which, our, thank you <laughs> and thank you we love you and um our twitter is like okay yeah and but our facebook has like 70 people that like it and that includes my family and Nicole's family. I was going to say, it's 90% our family and friends. Yeah, so. <laughs> Help us out, guys. Please just like it. You know, you don't have to, but if you want to, and you're like an we avid appreciate Facebook it. user, we, we use it. Um, And then. The more, I mean, the more likes we get, the more we'll use it, too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm not a huge Facebook fan. I'm like an Instagram person. Exactly. But me I don't too. care. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Anyway. And I think this is all of them. <laughs> but I wrote them down. <laughs> all right. Finally. You can find us on, to listen, on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Podbean, Google Podcast, Pandora, iHeartRadio, which is new. New. We're excited about that. And is there yeah. any other one? Amazon. Amazon. Amazon Music. <laughs> oh, see, I told you I forgot one. Um, so that is where you can listen to us. And you can also listen to us on our own website. Yum. We have a little like widget on there where you can listen. Um, and that's www.buzzkillerspodcast.com. We own the domain name. <laughs> yeah, we do. And um, on that, you can look at little bios about the two of us. You can look at all the wines that we drink. Nicole keeps that pretty updated. Um, I could do it too, but... <laughs> She just happens to do it. <laughs> it's um, okay. I got really OCD with it, so I like crop all the. Yeah, like pictures. she likes to do it the way she wants to do it. And I don't want to like. It's it literally takes me negative three seconds. Yeah, I'm like, like okay. Oh, you can find us on YouTube too. Listen to us on oh, YouTube. Oh shit! Yeah, YouTube. Please. Okay, listen to us. On, I'm gonna write that down too. Now we have a whole list. Look at that. See, guys, now we actually wrote it down. Like Woo-hoo! we said, we were gonna do through the last like four episodes. Listen on <laughs> YouTube. Um, if we get a hundred subscribers on YouTube, we can get our own domain name, yes. which will be easier to find us. But right now, you have to type in Buzzkillers, a true crime podcast at doc whatever dot youtube.com whatever to find us <laughs> because you can't just write buzz killers other yeah. things pop up but eventually what we hope is that we can be like www.youtube.com backslash buzz killers so that yeah. you could find us really easily so like us on youtube um and then on our face on our um what am i talking about website as well there's a little contact page. Mm-hmm. You can write us a message. Um, or if you're feeling lazy and you don't want to go all the way there and you're just like in your Gmail or Yahoo, whatever doc, dot com email address. <laughs> whatever you people use today. <laughs> yeah, whatever you use. Um, you can just email us at buzzkillerspodcast at gmail.com. Um, and we would love to hear from you. Yeah. We really would. 
We have so many listeners. We really all over the world. We really do. I know. And I want to hear from you guys. What do you want to listen to? What topics are you interested in? Yeah. Give us some. Give us some interesting cases. Give us some minis. I was gonna say. I know we have a couple listeners that are. I mean, we have six in the UK. Wow. Hi guys. We've <laughs> got. We have. Say, actually, I think we have more in the UK. We have more. Last time I checked, I thought it was six. <sighs> maybe I. Maybe I was looking at something different. Maybe I'm thinking of Canada. But we Canada, have, we have a couple. We have like a few throughout the UK and Italy, and I know we have France. some down. Yeah, we have like France and Spain. There's and a couple thank in you Australia to Australia, and like and thank you to our US listeners, obviously, because they're mostly you, <laughs> <laughs> mostly California and Texas and stuff. Hey guys, yeah. But send um, us stuff. We want to hear but from you. Yeah, if you guys got some wild cases from where you're from. That's kind of where my tangent was heading, and we I can just do hometown. Lost it. We can do hometown, but with like yeah. listener hometown, listener hometown stories, and we can dive deep into some topics that you give us because obviously we're not from there. We, we don't you know. you could tell us something, we'd be like, we'd be like, what? Wow. What are you talking about? So and send us like your own stories, you yeah. know, ghost stories, anything. We want to like talk about you. We want to hear from you. So just yeah, talk to us. Talk to us. Love us because <laughs> we, we love you all so so much and we just love doing this and we have a really great time mm-hmm. and that's really like i don't know if you've gotten this comment but i've gotten it from a couple of friends hi friends <laughs> and the friends know who they are who have direct messaged me and said thanks to me um <laughs> that they listen that i have a lot of friends who i haven't talked to in a long time that were like friends in college and you know life goes on things go on but they listen to the podcast and I've heard like the one big comment is that like we can tell that you guys love doing this. Like you have yeah. a great time doing what you're doing. And we really do. And we love that you all listen and want to be a part of yeah. it. Yeah. I've I have a couple friends from college that I know listen and I don't talk to them a lot anymore cuz life like you life. said. Life just but happens. It it means a lot that they've told me that they listen and it's it's really cool to know that there's people out there. We've had just we've even had some other podcast hosts reach out and say like, "Well, we listened to this episode." They listen to your DB Cooper episode. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, oh horrible great. history pod. Yeah, they yeah. They reached they, out we love to that. us. Okay, listen to them too. They're really they're cool guys. But they reached out and they were like, "Oh, we checked out this episode. It's so cool. Like, just it's fun to hear. It's well, really it's fun to hear from you guys, and we want to know who's who's around and who's listening. And we want to know that like we're hitting the nail on the head with, and like, <laughs> well, like we hope. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if we're not, tell us, but do it in a nice way. Because right? <laughs> it's also our podcast. And Do you it can in suck a nice way. Don't be mean. Because I never, let's just put this out here 99.9% of the time, I'm never doing anything to purposefully bother anyone or purposefully hurt anyone's feelings. I'm just doing what I enjoy. Yeah, I'm just doing what I normally do in my life. But if it hurts you, like, I yeah. don't want, it's not like I don't want to know. I just cool i appreciate what you like and just i'll, uh, I'll we do, won't I'll, it won't work out with us but that's cool i'll do better in you, the future you do you boo you do you boo <laughs> anyway yeah so yeah so yeah guys um, and next month we're so excited i am so excited nicole's really excited i was guys. not that excited but i found a case and now i'm excited <laughs> i <laughs> it just took me finding a case oh I'm going to have a time and a half with this case. She's going to be so excited. And it might just be this case. It might just be like, oh, it's really this month. And then Macy's like here in the corner. Hey. No, I I don't think it'll be that long, but I think it it might be a two-parter. Okay. Cool. cool, I'm thinking two-parter. Cool, cool, cool. I'm on bed. (laughs) 
if you know community <laughs> cool 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 anyway cool, cool, cool. um i wrote down all these things now so there yay there finally the <laughs> um we love you guys and we hope you keep listening and um uh, until next time until next time okay bye bye